Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Motown and Coney. Hitting you with a bonus episode this week. I'm back, of course, with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, this has been one crazy-ass <laughs> week since we, we last um, was on the air with you guys. Detroit, not only getting the NFL draft in 2024... Oh man, I'm excited. Gonna be about on that. hard nights. Oh yeah. Um, we gonna get to the 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 the. I know what everybody wants to talk about the slap hurt around the world that that happened. <laughs> oh, we gotta get into that. Yeah, final four, both uh, men and women. Um, UConn and NC State probably played to me the best game uh March Madness so far. Double overtime thriller. Um Gino Oriema and Yukon Huskies pulling it out. Coach K, every time you think Duke is dead, keep on marching. Is Duke now the favorite in the final four? LeBron and the Lakers went from play in bound to now out the playoffs. <laughs> and then last night, my favorite player made a return to action PG-13. Boston Celtics is now in first place in the East. Never thought I would say that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but I not that either. Let's get into it. Sunday night, ho-hum night usually. The Oscar never really. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not really big into to watching. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch that either. I ain't gonna even front. Yeah, so I just happened to to change the channel because I know Will Smith was up for Best Actor, and I'm like, okay, it's getting late. <laughs> it got to be time to to present the you know Best Actor award, and I tune in and. I think within five minutes, I see Will Smith slap, in the words of Chris Rock, slap the shit out of him. <laughs> and I'm like, at first I thought it was part of an act, and then I'm reading Will Smith's lips, and it's like, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't part of the act. Yeah, he was looking like on that episode, like, why Why my dad don't love me? Like, <laughs> that's how serious it was. I was like, either this is some really good goddamn acting, or <laughs> he really slapped the shit out of him. He was serious. Mm-hmm. He really slapped the shit out of him. He was serious, right? So, oh, shit. a lot of Monday morning quarterback. I guess the, the first question well, just just your thoughts, and then we can get into who was right, who was wrong, and should Will Smith be punished? Um, will there be long term consequences? Uh, wow. Okay, so I'm gonna give you my point of view. So I was uh, I I was watching the NCAA March Madness. I look at my phone; it's going off like crazy. Everybody like. Will Smith just laughed the shit out of Chris Rock. I was like, what the hell? I thought it was a joke. I went on YouTube and looked it up. Everybody done posted it on YouTube. And first I thought it was a skit, like you said. No, that was real. 
That was real. Because Chris Rock had that face like, can we go to commercial? Yeah, Chris Rock had that face like, he really just slapped the shit out of me. (laughs) But he sold it. Like, he sold it so well that you would think that it was a skit, though. That's how he sold it. Yeah. And part of me still think that the... That it could be um, not, I won't say necessarily a skit, but the Oscars, let's be real. This is the most the Oscars has been talked about in probably 20 years. Yeah, but only by black people. Cause yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like looking at my, um, my uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff, some of the Caucasian people that, uh, that I'm friends with, they're, like, they're appalled. They're like, they're upset. They like they done turn this into something because they expect that when you expect the Grammys and the Oscars, you expect it to be like something sophisticated, like something that, you know, everybody has on tuxedos and then you don't expect it to be this. And I understand why they're apart. And I will say this. um, Will Smith could have handled it differently. He he definitely uh, shouldered the blame. Chris Rock joke. Was in poor taste. He's a comedian. They yeah, all make jokes in poor taste, though, Rodney. And which, which I'll get into <laughs> in in a later on. I will say, Chris Rock handled it better than I would have handled it. Well, you know what it was too. Unlike Will Smith, Chris Rock is the ultimate professional. Because think about it, if that, like you said, if that was you, me, any, like our natural reaction would have been like, hey, like. He took the smack and didn't do anything about it and was like, and he played it off and made it even a joke about it, like mm-hmm. on the fly. Like, that's the ultimate professional. And why is nobody checking to see how Chris Rock is doing? Why are everybody worried about Will Smith? So, yeah, like, he the one who got smacked in the face, not Will. I will say this. So, what's Will Smith wrong? Yeah. But America, I, I need us to be honest about a few things. Y'all have dr- drugged Will Smith for the last, I don't know, 10 plus years about his open marriage, about the brother being soft. He sat through the Algos Alcina that's stuff. That, that's, well, that's from when he first arrived on the scene. Like, that's what he was labeled as a saw. Like, all the rappers crack jokes about him. Yeah, y'all have yeah. made memes about this brother. Yeah. Like, that's always been, they always uh, had Will Smith in that certain, uh, I mean, think about even when Eminem and all them was making jokes about him being soft. Yeah, really being Will a, Smith don't have the cuss in his rap suit. So yeah. Fuck, I do, so fuck him and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, I mean, that's always been Will Smith, though, but the thing about him was he always was the ultimate professional and movie star, and he never had to reach and do certain yeah, things. Yeah, I, I, think, I think this is a one-time lapse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think he all the built up anger too. Yeah, and that's and that's what I go back. America. First of all, we put celebrity for whatever damn reason we do this. We put them on a pedestal, and then when they do something to distort the image of us, we we we're quick to to jump to judgment. We quick to destroy the person. They're human, and. I, it's easy to say what I would have did or what he should have did differently. You don't know because we haven't been put in that situation. Well, okay, so I see what you're saying, Rodney, 
But the only thing that I would say that I don't agree with Will Smith, and it happens on, I see it every day. Black people, quit letting other people in your bedroom. When you let other people into your bedroom and into your life, especially with you being a public figure, because you don't even have to be a public figure and people will drag you. I mean, on social media, it is what it is. But when you at that high of a stature and you let other people into your bedroom and know what's going on in your life, they're going to use every they see how happy you are. They're going to use every single thing that you've said against you and they're going to keep going with it yeah. until you respond or they want to see you lash out. Yeah. So. And it was funny because um, my my really good friend, my former student, Kiara, she got put on Facebook like everybody talks about, oh, I would have slapped the shit out of somebody. And then when somebody actually does it, we talk about how distasteful it was. Which, <laughs> I mean, well, I think Will Smith said it best, too. And now that I'm older, too, and I think with, with most people, when you get older and you mature, like, unless you really go in there, like, violence really isn't the answer. You got yeah, certain ways and, to kind of look at it. I, I feel like he realized that um, probably moments after it happened, especially when you have shout out to Denzel Washington, Tyler Perry. Oh yeah, because they they took the moment to pull wheels to the side and actually talk to him, mentor him. Let's talk about the ultimate professional. Denzel has never had a controversy in his whole act in his whole career. Right, and you know, people talk a lot of shit about Denzel too. I mean, I think his acting and people mimic him so much, man. Yeah, Jay Farrell does <laughs> yeah. that. Excellent. Denzel. Yeah, like I mean, and I think when people mimic Denzel, I think that shit's hilarious. Yeah. So but, yeah, but Denzel's the ultimate professional, man. Like, so I, I, I now think because somebody was like, why didn't he apologize right away to Chris Rock in his acceptance speech? I think the emotion that he had when he won the award, realizing what he had just done, is the reason why you saw the tears. I mean, I think it was probably a little bit of both. And that's his first um, award also. So I think he probably Which was like overjoyed by that also. definitely shouldn't have been. I mean, we can get into this, but shouldn't have been his, his first award for best actor. Oh, no, definitely um, shouldn't have. That's a, that's why we don't watch. Yeah. That's, that's why we don't watch. And, what made this this moment horrible and what made a lot of people upset with Will in a certain way, because I know a lot of people felt that this particular move that he made this particular night set us back because that particular night, the Oscars was produced and set up by a black person. It also had a black host. Yeah. Like it, they they went all out for us. They Shout were celebrating out to Re- Regina Hall. Yeah, they were celebrating Samuel Jackson. And Sidney Portier had a um, yeah, yeah, and Sidney Portier also um, um, from the Roots. Uh, what love? What love? Uh, Summer of Soul one. Yeah, uh, it was so our best documentary. We had a black female queer yeah. woman uh, win an Oscar too. So it was so many different things for us that particular night, and then this moment. So you, you I don't think this sets us back. It may set Will back. Well, uh, no, no. I, the reason why I say it sets us back because, for one, I don't think the awards will want another comedian to to gear or say anything towards other comedians. 
in that so, certain way or yeah, to certain I, people. I get that, and I, and I think that goes back to Chris Rock went off script with the jokes from everything that I read and heard. Does that mean in the future the host or the presenters have to strict strictly to the to the teleprompter? Um, I do think you could see. I hope they don't take Will's Academy Award away from him. I do think that the Smith family will be banned for a number of years, possibly from attending. I, I don't. I don't know if they go that far. Um, because, like, if you think I, about the upper echelons yeah, so, of Hollywood, some like, people have already called for for them to to pull his award for such thing. And I'm sorry, people like Jim Carrey and um, I can't think of a female comedian talking about they're so traumatized and blah blah blah. Give me a break, <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey. This is you ain't been relevant in 20 years. <laughs> I mean. Like I said, like you, you gotta look at it like both ways, Rodney. I, I can kind of, I can kind of see that too because you got to think about how far off this whole situation could have went. And, Let's say and, Chris and, Rock would have swung back. And I think this in this moment where we're crucifying Will Smith, we need to be celebrating Chris Rock for showing the restraint that he did because there's a number of other. Black yeah. comedians had that situation happen to them. They wouldn't have reacted with the dignity and grace that Chris Rock reacted with. Right. And you know what else, too, that I think uh, would actually kind of made the situation a little bit uh, different also. I wish that, well, he did smack him. Okay. But if he would have went back and sat in his seat and didn't yell out the keep your my wife name out your fucking mouth. Thing. Twice. Twice. I think everybody would have downplayed it because after he smacked him, he said, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Everybody actually was laughing. Yeah, and everybody they thought, it was, thought it was, yeah. If Will Smith would never say anything, guess what? People wouldn't even probably paid attention to the whole situation. I think when him saying that too and yelling and doing all that, and I think that kind of made the situation even worse. And that's when I think most people realize like it's not a skit. And yeah, that might have like, scared oh, people. Oh, yeah. Like, and then to be honest, had it been like Kanye West went up there and smacked Chris Rock, the reaction would have been different. You got Will Smith, the the Black American. I don't I don't want to say superhero, but he's Will Smith is the safe yeah. black a uh, black male American equivalent. Like white people, yeah. see safety in Will Yurts, um Smith, yeah, the second. Course. Yeah, that's why that's why this whole situation. That's why a lot of people were kind of were shook about the situation because it's like that one. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it's like that one token person that you might deal with if you're a Caucasian person and you feel like he's the safe person that you can talk to, and he goes aggro on your ass. Yeah, they like the West Philly really just came <laughs> out of him for. Yeah, like he has these. He has the things on Disney. He has all these other things going on. And you look at him as like a role model. And he's always in a positive light. And then and, at one time, he goes crazy. And that's kind of what I hate. Because yeah. he has this one situation where he wasn't who he's portrayed for all these number of years. And, I mean, he talked about the cost of being a celebrity and how people look at you through a certain lens once you reach a certain status. But 
that's what I hate to see is when people take this one moment and be like, well, I'm never going to deal with this person again or I'll never watch his movies or, you know, he yeah. he made a mistake. We all make mistakes. His just happened to be in front of a camera. What if what if your biggest mistake, your biggest embarrassment was in front of a camera for the world to see? Would people still look at you the same? Probably not. Yeah, not not especially being on uh, Will Smith too. And you gotta think about it. He's like one of the gatekeepers too. Just like you was talking about him possibly being banned. The backlash from that. Now you're talking about like Denzel probably not showing up or Tyler Perry and some of the other actors that deal with Will Smith too. They might feel like, hey, if you ban Will and he has a hit movie out and you want to ban him from the Oscars, guess what? We're not going to show up either. So that it's a lot which, of backlash that can come yeah, from that. Which, I mean, let's let's be real. Black people just got comfortable going to the Oscars like 10 years ago. I mean, even as recently as... Still don't win. Yeah. What was it? Like 2016... <laughs> Um, 2015 when Chris Rock actually hosted there was a call uh, led by Jada to, to ban the Oscars and Chris Rock poked fun at the Smith family back then so yeah I mean but people been poking fun at them for the longest I just think that this particular time maybe he just woke up on the wrong side of the bed yeah, made it, a was bad a, it was a bad day and because they've been messing with him with the entanglements and everything. So, and, like, I, and I think that was it. He, If you read his book, he talks a lot about childhood trauma. His first chapter was basically about how he felt like he was a coward most of his life and different things he's done to combat that. Uh, right. But And abuse and all yeah. that stuff, too. Yeah. So, I, I think a combination of childhood trauma going through family drama in a very public light he probably reached his breaking point which i mean i don't know if i had everything that he had going on how i would react i mean i don't i guess i'm trying to be empathetic and uh think about it like that but he is like a multi-millionaire and he was having a good time everybody was cracking jokes earlier prior to this incident and he actually laughed at the G.I. Jane joke. Yeah, and then he and looked then at the, his wife. I saw him slightly turn his head towards her because I saw her roll her eyes and she looked like she was upset. And he was laughing and he slightly turned his head and the, ham- the camera cut. Next thing you know, he's walking on stage. I said, damn. I knew something was going to happen right after that. As soon as people said it was fake, as soon as I seen her roll her eyes and he slightly turned her head from laughing, he slightly turned his head and then they pan off from him. I'm like, he going to fuck Chris Rock up. And then that's when they show him slap him, of course. But I'm like, damn, that's crazy how a woman can change your mood because I've been put in that situation too. And I know, I'm not sure if you've ever been in that situation, but if you're ever out with a woman, a woman can either get your ass kicked or you can kick somebody's ass just based off of how a woman moves and what she does because you're supposed to be her protector. Even if you're just dating a woman, you're supposed to be their protector. But when people say that, they're like, oh, he's got to be her protector. First of all, Chris Rock, doesn't have a weapon, a gun, or anything. He made a corny joke. It was a G.I. Yeah, Jane joke. It was the joke was very corny. corny. It was corny. It wasn't even really that. Because you would have to be really our age or older to get the damn joke. Yeah, and plus, like, and it was harmless. And then I see these things on here talking about some uh, Ashton Catcher and um, uh, Demi Moore and that, that played uh, G.I. Jane. And uh, they're talking. I'm like, listen, Will Smith ain't have enough time to calculate all that shit in his brain and think about that shit with Demi Moore talking to us like he didn't think about none of that shit before he approached the and stage let's, let's be real 
Chris Rock is a is an easy target. Yeah, he's like what five seven, five eight. Yeah, Will Smith six six two. Yeah, like let's be real. If Dave Chappelle, we we know for a number of reasons the the Oscars would never have Dave Chappelle <laughs> host or present any damn thing. Right. But had it been Dave Chappelle, one. I don't see Will Smith getting up there to smack the shit out of Dave Chappelle. And two, Dave Chappelle is not going to act as graciously getting smacked as Chris Rock did. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it it depends on the, and I think like some other people probably would have had way more harsher jokes. Like, I think Chris Rock, for him to crack a joke, like that, all his jokes were light. Yeah. They were like they, extremely they light. They weren't the... They weren't his regular joke. Yeah, they weren't the, the I'm thinking about back to yeah. the and OJ has something to say about this if I, <sighs> Man, Rodney, if this was Chris Rock like hosting like if this was a music thing, I think he would have probably went I think he actually was classy with his jokes cuz it was the Oscars. But let it be yeah. something else. Cuz you got me thinking about the um OJ Simpson joke where he was like I'm not saying he should have killed her, but I understand. <laughs> yeah. Man, Chris, yeah, and, and and like I said, I don't shout out, shout out to Chris Rock though, because I just read that since the incident, his tickets have been in high demand. Yeah, and guess what? And Will Smith got like so many plus, like two, two to three million, four million plus followers on uh on Instagram, Twitter, and all types of things. He has said absolutely nothing except his um statement of apology to chris rock in the academy awards so right i think i think with this thing right here it actually gave will smith more i think this solidified him solidified him and in, in the black community is like hey he's actually like one of us which yeah. is kind of sad which is, yeah i'm about to say it's sad because and i mentioned this and when we did like the 1988 pie on the best albums in 1988 but will smith for a kid like me that grew up in the house that i did that wasn't as accepting of of rap at first will smith like is how i saw myself through hip-hop in a lot of ways um and that goes back to this whole black america divided like who gift as a side was a black and was not and how you need to carry yourself to be perceived as 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 a black That's we true. we need to start glorifying all parts of our culture um not just when it's con- convenient right that's true and trust me like i know for some reason rodney when i was coming up because i i mean i guess i i never really paid attention to heard myself talk I know a lot of times people used to record themselves on um, on tapes and, and CDs and such, and then you know they listen to themselves talk. Or, but I never heard myself talk, so I thought I always was speaking this certain way to my friends that was like more relatable. And they was like, "No, you always sound like this." Like it took my friend Carlos to tell me, like, you know, you always sound like this. Like you always had a a certain mannerism about yourself and the way you spoke. And I was like, damn, like I never realized that. Cause I never listened to myself talk or paid attention to how I, I, you know, present myself. But apparently 
I don't sound the way that I always thought I sound in my head. Like I sound like I, I and my cousin said the same thing. He was like, "Man, he's like, it sounds like you're a well-educated brother." And I'm like, "Damn, that's not how I always perceive myself." Like, yeah, I, I, I never. I, I always used to get the. You talk so proper. You talk so white. Like, what is yeah. wrong? Yeah, like <laughs> with sounding like that. Like that doesn't make me any less black. I remember. I had a former student, and they was asking me where I grew up in Detroit. And I said, hey, "Green Anchor sure was forced. And he was like, "Oh, you ain't you not from the real Detroit?" I'm like, "What the hell you mean?" I'm not from the <laughs> and look, I'm from the East Side. I'm from Harper Van Dyke. Okay, and I got through like this because this is how I always this is how I was raised, and this is how I always been. Like I never changed. Like, of course, I always thought like I was hard. Like you know. I thought I was the man, but apparently I always was like a proper talking dude in the hood. And I'm like, damn, I never. <laughs> but listen, Rodney has a, a good point. When you think about like top rappers, I think people hold that against Will Smith because a lot of people don't even look at him as like one of the top rappers back in the game. And remember, you was talking about the tour that he was on. Yeah, the whole it was him. And DJ Jassy Jeff with Public Enemy and Two Live Crew. That don't even sound right. We don't even look at it because it's, it's Will Smith. Like, we don't even look at it like that. And we don't look at him as one of the gatekeepers of, of hip-hop. We just look at him as, like, one of the regular people that was just around at that time when he deserves to have his roses. Yeah, as, as much as all the other hip-hop gatekeepers, if not more, because he... If I'm really thinking about it, him and Cube and Queen Latifah 20, then they really paved the way for your your rapper turned actor. That's true. I can't think of another rapper in the early 90s that had, had their own TV show. I mean, it was a few that had their own TV show. And it was a few that took off. But I think we did the same thing that we did to Will Smith to them and got them out of there fast because I remember it was a rapper that was taking the world by storm and he held it down for three years by the name of MC Hammer. Oh, yeah. He had his own cartoon. He was showing up on all the TV shows. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't even get rid of him if you wanted to because he was popping up on everything. NBA I games, I had the, the, two the Hammer Time Pistons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't get rid of him. And we banished him because we felt like he wasn't the, hood enough. Yeah, the parachute pants. Yeah, we felt like he wasn't hood enough. And then he wound up coming out with, uh, uh, was it Pumps Yeah, he tried to yeah. push his whole style, basically. Yeah. We tried to, um, yeah. We but you know what I wanted to tell you now, Rodney? Now you can't stop listening to a Will Smith song. Since he smacked Chris Rock, streams went up. And plus on his songs. And now when you, I, I watch ESPN, uh Fox Sports Network and everything. They're playing all the Will Smith songs like introductions. And they like, and then I, I love the puns that everybody's saying, like, this song slap. <laughs> like, <laughs> that now when they play the songs, everybody say that, like, this yeah, song is so hard. In some ways, I feel like him, Chris Rock, and the Oscars benefited fr from this whole incident. Yes. Because um, Kareem Abdul Jabbar had talked about basically um, Will Smith. And the whole incident basically setting the culture back, which I think is a temporary thing. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I don't believe in that mess. Yeah, I don't think he like. I don't want to be extreme and be like, oh, he set us back fifty years. Because if that was the case, Real Housewives of Atlanta and all this other reality shows probably did more damage. Yeah, that's image wise than Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. Yeah, could I don't ever do. That. I don't believe in that at all, Ronnie. What I had mentioned earlier was I didn't like the incident between him and Rock because it took away from other people that were celebrating yeah, their awards it, for that night. And it took away from the, the William family. The right. That's why, that's why I was upset with uh, with the situation. And I and I think Will realized that in his acceptance because, like, damn, I didn't take away from the Williams family. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson... This brother had been in hundreds of movies, and for him to finally receive an a, an Oscar for anything, whether it's lifetime achievement or what 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 have you, like I think that's long overdue. Man, way overdue, and that that man right there. I'm gonna tell you what, Samuel is one of the go. I didn't realize I had to look this up. He's played in more movies than any other actor. Mm-hmm. He he stays. Yeah, and he even, made more money over um a long period of time. What's he's seventy three now? Yeah, seventy three. He's hard been in more to believe because he doesn't look <laughs> seventy three at all. Like it's hard to believe he's seventy three and um Denzel is sixty seven. Yeah, Rodney, you want to know something that's that's crazy about uh Mr. Samuel Jackson? He's in Star Wars. He's in the Marvel series. He's in the DC series. Um, when I uh, when I say DC, he was in the uh, damn it. What's the name of that one dude? The, it was like in black and white. I'll think about it in a minute. But he was in DC. No, he was in Goodfellas. He was in. Uh, I mean, he was in mob movies. This man has been in like all types of movies that you can think of. Like he he's been What's in so many. Um, damn it, I forgot damn, the name. Don't drive me crazy now. Um, it's the movie where the guy's wearing like the suit and Samuel plays the bad guy in this particular movie and uh, the guy has the suit and uh, he's jumping around from like building to building and they're both fighting each other and he plays the bad guy on there and he has like the little thing around his eye I don't know what you're talking you know what I'm talking about yeah I can't think of the damn movie either but yeah he's in the DC forever to go through his movie catalog yeah man like he plays in so many movies He's played in. He's played a bad cop. He's played a good cop. He's played in action packed movies. He's played in comedies. And then to know about all the, and to know that he's gave over a hundred million dollars in donations over his career of donating to black colleges, fighting cancer, doing so many things. Like that's insane. I had to look it up and they was like he donated over a hundred million dollars of his salary over his career. Okay, so I'm gonna try to Nuts. transition us from the slap her around the world. Um I just wanna give a quick shout out to um Senator Cory Booker. Oh, nice. Shout out, shout out. Um if you missed it in their last week confirmation here is a Kantanji Brown um Jackson. Cory Booker gave a dissertation, basically, on how to defend um, a, a black woman. Uh, right. Facing you know, questions about her character and other things from Republicans. Cory Booker used his time to basically 
plead her case for her. So just shout out to Cory Booker for for having just the gumption as a senator to sit up there and make sure you're defending and building up a, a black woman. Right. And if you if you haven't seen it, I don't know how you cannot see it. It's been trending everywhere. If you look on Instagram and Facebook, it will just pop up on your feed. Mm-hmm. And he's um he's doing a damn good job of defending that young lady. Shout out to that that gentleman there. OK, so you want to talk about the final four? You want to talk about the Detroit Lions? <laughs> Not only being at first broke hard knocks. Then it went into a couple hours later, NFL Draft 2024 coming here in Detroit. And possibly the NBA All-Star Game coming in 2025. That slot is open and we're we're actually on the um, one of the cities that can possibly get it for then. So shout out to that too. So this is important if to my people that's listening. This is important for us. If we show up and we show out, then you do a damn good job. With the NFL draft, also um, with a couple other things that's coming to the city. Also, if we actually do good with that, then we I think we'll be a shoe in to show that the city is ready to turn around and host another huge, massive event. So, yeah. So, hard knocks. Detroit is not the most sexiest <laughs> pick for hard knocks, but I think we have the. Most worthy hard knocks head coach. Yeah, I was gonna say what we are the sexiest for hard knocks. The coach is like the coach is like that star. He's a star. He can cut a promo like a damn WWE <laughs> wrestler, man. Like he's <laughs> he can cut a promo. We got Jared Jared Montana, Mr. Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, his third. Hopefully, his third time is the term being a hard knock. The last two times, woof. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like he's ready to make a turnaround. We signed, we made a couple key free agent signings. I think our running game is good. The offensive line is good. Defense is starting to come together. And then we we have uh, draft picks galore. They're gonna blow it though. They're gonna draft me. So don't worry about. It. I'll be the number two pick, fresh off the damn couch, <laughs> and then we'll blow it and draft all kickers right after me. So don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> we going to give you all the ammo for hard knocks. Yeah, so shout out because, hell, the Detroit Lions have been kicked for damn near 60 years. So in the words of somebody, the NFL draft is our Super Bowl. So. <laughs> that's our Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. I think, but you know what? I think next year, I think we're going to surprise some people. Damn it, I say that every year. I shouldn't even just say it no more. Yeah, just yeah. knock. We got some wood here. We just going to knock on it because... <laughs> It's the Lions. Every time you think they turn the corner, they do the they do some lion stuff. Yeah, they not they. Huh. I think I'm gonna be optimistic this year though. Okay, so big weekend coming up: college basketball. You got Duke versus North Carolina. Can't wait. Cheating Bill Self in Kansas versus <laughs> Villanova. And the best dress coach in college basketball, in my opinion, and Jay Wright. All those are stars. Start, yeah. Like, man, that's some star matchups there, man. Uh, Who you got for your final two? You got to think about it now. Huh? <laughs> I'm 
I'm a I'm a go I'm a go. I'm gonna say because last time that I seen North Carolina and Duke, North Carolina baptized them. I thought Duke was like spiraling out of control, man. Because I think the young kids they couldn't handle like the farewell party for Coach K. I'm gonna go with North Carolina versus Villanova for the final. I'm gonna go Duke Villanova for the final. I like that. With Duke winning it all. Oh wow. I think uh I think Hubert Davis is gonna put a damper on it. Plus the bigs for, for North Carolina are just freaking ridiculous, man. They got some grown men playing at the center position and power forward position for North Carolina. And they some dogs, man. Last time they played Duke, they what didn't they spank about like twenty something points? Yeah, but then if you remember in the first meeting in North Carolina, Duke spanked them, so Yeah, that's true too. I, I, I don't feel like this game is going to be a blowout for either team. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, I, I, I can kind of, I don't know, man. I, I just think for some reason, I just, I'm feeling Uber Davis, man. I think he's going to get it this year. Um, On the other side, Kansas versus Villanova. Villanova, great defensive team. They small too in Kansas. Yeah, they they are small. Kansas is big, but I think Villanova has the. (sighs) They got the better shooters, of course. They got the better shooters, and I feel like they have the better coach. Oh, that's tough, right there, man. Come on now, you what? (laughs) You really? Why you don't like it? Why you don't like self? I do. I. I do like self. I'm you actually referred to him as cheating ass self early. I mean, <laughs> only one of the coaches in in this matchup was mentioned in a in an NCAA investigation and in the FBI investigation. Yeah, that's just, true. I just mean, stating facts. I, I mean, you got to think about it with Kansas and and Duke, North Carolina. North Carolina. The only reason why I like Villanova. Because they don't have the same recruiting class as uh as Duke, North Carolina, or Kansas. They get all the top notch players which, in Kentucky which, too. Which, I throw them in there too. Which goes back to why I feel like Jay Wright is a better coach than Bill Self. Because what he done with the the talent or lack thereof recruiting base compared to, to Kansas, Duke and North Carolina. It's amazing, and a man can wear a damn suit. That's true. He can. He can dress. The only thing that I don't give them uh, props on is because that their division is like really weak. And if you just win the division, which Villanova was dominated for, like, and they're in a better division than Gonzaga, and we keep throwing flowers at Gonzaga every damn year. I don't know why. I, you know, the NCAA just in love with Gonzaga. I don't understand. Gonzaga, join a conference. Yeah, because you, you guys are terrible. They're like the Notre Dame. I know you're uh, in a WCC, football. but please, uh, at least join the Mountain West. Something. San Diego State, they're good com- they'll be good, great competition for you. Colorado State is in the Mountain West. That would be good competition. There are teams in the, in the Mountain West for you to play again. Okay, on the women's side. And yeah. I, to me, the women's tournament has been better this year than the men's tournament. See, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. Now, I think you did. You, you I, I'm not gonna say you nailed it, but my number two game was the double overtime thriller. P. 
people forget about the first play-in game between Notre Dame and Indiana that went to three overtimes. Do play-in games actually count as part of the tournament? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Because for some reason, I didn't understand how Indiana, who had a better record than Michigan. I, 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 and I'm a Michigan man. I love Michigan. Strength of schedule. The strength of schedule was tough. But Indiana was coming on at that. T- I didn't. That game was so good. I didn't want nobody to lose. Like they was. It was clutch threes. It was like it was crazy. I mean, that game was amazing. That was one of the best games that I have seen this year. And that people. I mean, I, I'm giving them that. It's flowers funny you too, have that as your number one game. I have that as number two. Yeah, so that was the game up. of the year. So on the women's side, you have South Carolina versus Louisville and. Gina Oriema and the Connecticut women versus the Stanford Cardinals. And I'm so sick of Connecticut. They just all they load the women are always loaded every time. I love Connecticut though. I don't have them winning this year. But I do love Connecticut. Uh, They're gonna probably win it this year too, man. They got some dogs, man. They may have some dogs. They just loaded for some reason, like every time. I don't. But there's one coach that I will never go against. I will always root for. <laughs> no matter what team she's coaching, I feel like she should be the first, if not Becky Hammonds, it should be her to be the first female to be a head coach in the NBA. I'm never going against Don Staley. Yeah. Yeah, Don Staley can coach too. She can coach her butt off. So I, I have, but Becky Hammond though, she got a she got a tough hill to climb with the uh, Las Vegas Aces, man. They still got my girl over there, Asia Wilson though. Yeah, but Cambridge left, and I was mad at her for leaving, man. She plus they didn't want to pay her like after. We're not gonna lose any sleep. Yeah. Why can't we get a WNBA team? I was just thinking we about had that. one, one, three WNBA titles. I know, and they were actually, they actually was holding it down for the city. Like I would love to, I would love for like Big Sean or one of these other people that's in Detroit. That'd be a good investment to bring a WNBA team here because they don't actually make much. I hate to say that they they deserve yeah, the league a lost pay. two million dollars last year. Yeah. So all you people that complain about the pay discrepancy. Go to a game if you have a WNBA team in your town. Yeah, and I think, but like I'm really considering driving this against Chicago or Indiana would be the closest um, team to us. I really want to see Asia Wilson play in person. So, yeah, see, this is my thing about WNBA. If they put as much energy, because look at the Pistons games, nobody's going to those damn games. But okay, we trust though. <laughs> And K, we trust. Nobody's going to those games, but this is what they do. They're like, we're going to put Jalen Rose on the sideline, invite Big Sean, get him ticket, have 4-2, have all these other artists. Then we got the ice cam. Let's invite some. Let's get Cash Doll in here. Let's get some a bunch of celebrities to come to the game. Now it's a cool, hot ticket. Like, oh, now the celebrities. I can see a celebrity there, just like the Lakers on winning time. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's get let's get Jack Nicholson and some of these other celebrities here, and then they're like, "Oh man, I, I can sit by the celebrities." Like, I feel like I'm doing something. Why don't you do that for the WNBA games? And I also feel like the WNBA, they're starting to do it, but build up your stars more. I mean, 
yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to do that because I'm, the window. I'm, but you like, I know Candace Parker is getting towards the end of her career. But you, you got Candace Parker, Scholar Diggins, Asia Wilson. You you got yeah personalities out there. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to do that when um you don't know when most of the most of them are going to return. A lot of times they make more money going overseas. And speaking of going overseas, um, what's the young lady that stuck over in Russia? And Brittany Griner. Yeah, Brittany Griner. Yeah, we got to free her, man. Like, it's no reason why she should be over in Russia stuck. I know they got a war going on, but she shouldn't be stuck over there, man. Like, and that's another thing I was just bringing up, Ronnie. They have to go overseas and to, to make more money, make some money, and they're playing back to back seasons. Did you know that Deanna um, Tarazi she took off a couple years from mm-hmm. the WNBA because she was exhausted. And a she lot of was them making more money overseas. Yeah, a lot of them play back to back seasons, and then they don't they 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 sit out. So when you say, "Can you make this person the face of the WNBA?" Once they're exhausted and they don't, they're taking like a year or two off. It's kind of tough. So, and then a lot of them there are like small markets too. So it, I think that kind of hurt us too. It, <clears throat> when they moved to the Detroit Shock to Tulsa, and they were the Tulsa Shock. Yeah, that that, that market was terrible. Been and then eventually they moved again. So yeah, they're in Dallas now. But yeah, that was terrible. That that small market team, no, no way to do. It. I'm trying to figure out how the Indiana Fever are still like even kicking. And also the what the Connecticut Sun. Yeah, but Connecticut has a different fan base. Like Connecticut, and I and I and I think that franchise survives because they feed off a lot of the the fandom built up by the the Connecticut college team. Right. No, I, I kind of feel you on that. But I think right now with the movement and the way everything is going, this is the perfect time for Detroit to throw their hat in and bring a WNBA team back to the city. I think this would be perfect. Downtown is different. Everything is being built up. I think we can definitely, people are, they're looking for something to do. Okay. So I think that'll be perfect to get out the house and go check out a WNBA game. Rapid fire question. Just real quick. Yes or no. Female coach in the NBA within the next 10 years. Head coach. No. I'm going. Yes. I'm going to say no, because as soon as they make a face in the um, in the NBA, I think the WNBA is calling, and I think the WNBA needs needs them more than the NBA needs them. You know what I'm saying? Just like with uh, with Becky Hammond, I think with her coming to the WNBA, got, yeah, it brings she, like a, a fan base of her watching her coach in the men's back over to the women's. Because now I'm excited to see her after watching her in San Antonio. Now I'm actually excited to see her in, in Las Vegas. And I want to see if she can carry some of the stuff that she used over in the NBA over to WNBA and hopefully pull them over to champions. Yeah, I, of course, once again, I'm a Don Staley fan. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I see her making that transition eventually to the NBA. Yeah, next 10 years, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know, that's tough. I think the women's game needs to evolve more. They need more women head coaches, too. I think I, I want to see some women WNBA women's coaches. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Basking the glory. And for the record, 
I have South Carolina over Connecticut. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's crazy. That's my bracket for, for the women's game. It's actually still alive. No, I'm going with the safest, man. It's just I got, Connecticut winning it all, which is the safest. I got all four final team, four teams right on the women's side. I was wrong because I had Michigan going, but. Nope. I had Michigan losing where they lost. And I and you know because Louisville blew them out by like twenty during the season. But they actually played it close until um, the young lady from uh from Michigan wound up getting hurt and she was sobbing on the sideline and everything. Was it um, Brown? Yeah, yeah. She wound up getting hurt. If she didn't get hurt, man, we would have won that game. In my opinion, I thought the defense. You know, when you're playing those playoff games and. Just everything what they say, everything by by a couple inches. Yeah, that's all right. We're gonna come back stronger next year, though. Go blue. Had to definitely put that out there. All right, Rodney, I got a good one for you. LeBron, man, and them Lakers, they gonna make the play in? No. Yeah, damn. I'm in agreement with you on that one. They not gonna make that shit. They 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 are cooked. The the best option for the Lakers right now is going to LeBron and say, we want you to sit for the rest of the season. But AD's coming back, though. I don't give a damn. Sit <laughs> AD ass, too. He going to be hurting 2.2 seconds, too. Sit AD. Sit Russ. Hopefully, when the season ends, you can ship Russ somewhere. I just think that AD's playing out of position, and he's banging bodies, and then – some games he's out there messing around with these power forwards. He just his situation, man. He's fluctuating, moving. That's why LeBron's been getting hurt like crazy, and he's always getting his ankle twisted and everything. Because when you coming down, or when you moving around all those bigs, man, Rudy Gobert wears a size two million shoe. Like you're gonna come down on on his foot, man, and, or <laughs> or he's gonna come down on your foot, and it's gonna be a wrap. You messing around with those bigs, man, and that's the main thing with athletes in basketball. It's always like foot, ankle, and knee problems, and it's always possibly coming down on somebody else's foot. It's like the main thing, or just banging knees. Yeah, just wrap the boy AD in a glasses and some bubble wrap and call it a day. Uh, but no, I feel like the Lakers should sit him for the rest of the season, and we're not gonna call you street clothes. <laughs> And then we not gonna call you street clothes, AD. Rob Palinka has to. He got to fix this mess of a roster. Um, I'm not ready to call for Frank Vogel's job because the roster itself just does not work as constructed. Oh, they'll be fine next year. What they messed up? They messed up on one move, and it was it was a Taylor Horton Tucker move. And I was sold on Taylor Horton Tucker also thinking that he was going to be able to elevate. You signed him to a nice contract. He actually was showing out. He was playing good. But the thing about it was he played well side-by-side side with Alex Caruso when they both came in off the bench together. So they both played good together. Now you take another person that's an aggressive defender and pushes the floor. You take him away. And Taylor Hurd Tucker, plus he had been injured on and off all season. So his game is thrown off. But I just didn't – I thought that they should have stuck with Kuzma. I like Kuzma more than – it was either Kuzma or Taylor Horton Tucker. Who do you want to give money to? 
they decided to go with uh Taylor Horton Tucker and they 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 blew that. Now it's time to get rid of Taylor Horton Tucker. Westbrook is actually not playing bad. Like everybody's just blaming him. I'm not blaming him. I just don't feel I mean, if you think about it, uh Westbrook and LeBron are basically like the same person. They're both do- ball dominant, but <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, but LeBron Westbrook is the poor man's LeBron. If you think about it. But quicker than LeBron. Because of course LeBron is getting up there in age. Those few years really matter. So if you think about it, LeBron averages close to a triple double. He doesn't get it all the time like Westbrook because of course Westbrook stays in the game more than LeBron does. And then he doesn't have to really deal with too many point guards that are actually really as athletic as he is around this time or over his years. Except for now, you've got a whole another nucleus of these young guys that's jumping out the gym, Morant and some of these other dudes. But um it's not Westbrook's fault, man, that they're that they're going through this whole spiral. It's, Le- it's Rob Palinka's fault. Yeah, Carmelo Carmelo's been terrible this season. Ariza, he's what is he there for? Um, Build this story. Yeah, like you bringing all these other people. Dwight Howard, I actually would like to see them stick with him because I thought he was a double double machine. Play Dwight some more. I know a lot of times out west, and I know the game has changed now where a lot of small ball lineups. But come on, man. Let's let's utilize a lot of these people. And plus, Kendrick Nunn has been hurt. He's a baller. Yeah, I give you that. He's a baller. If Kendrick Nunn wasn't hurt. We wouldn't even be talking about them being in the play-in. I, I would have them at like a solid six. I think they're still playing. Nah, I don't know, man. I think they'll be actually pretty decent. I, I just don't like the Lakers roster as constructed. Well, they lost a lot of close games. If you think about if you look at this Lakers team, they lost a lot of close games that they shouldn't have lost. They recently just gave up a 23-point lead. <laughs> so <laughs> they always – like I you ain't got no choice but to watch the Lakers games. They come on down ESPN and TNT like every or NBA TV like every five seconds. Every day they're showing the Lakers game, and people are getting frustrated by that. But the Lakers aren't that bad. If Kendrick Nunn was there and AD was healthy, they would definitely be a solid six or uh, six or a five for sure. LeBron been hurt this season. AD been hurt this season. I don't think like they played. I don't think that they played more than five games together as a trio, Westbrook, LeBron, and AD, without somebody getting hurt, like, at least five straight games. I'm not sure. Uh, I think that's a good place to end this topic. Uh, subscribe. Also, follow us on Instagram, Motown and Coney Podcast. Yes, sir. And let us know if you think the Lakers is going to make the plan because I don't think so. <laughs> I think they are DOA. Yeah, they, they are DOA. I ain't going to even front. So we'll catch you on the B side. And hopefully, nobody listening to Ludacris. I feel like slapping somebody today. <laughs> Peace.